Welcome everyone to the social van Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, represent plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when and now, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social van gentlemen welcome to the social vent podcast there you fucking go jeez <laughs> it's gone we've got complaints drop the reboot but the real truth is phil couldn't say it so <laughs> we have to take it out for him to make it easy for him and he's still gonna kill me but as you can see and as you're gonna hear i have a special guest hi i'm flix i'm a uh... I'm part of Poplix. Unfortunately, Pops couldn't be here today. He's, uh... He demanded more money. He's kind of an asshole like that. Yeah, he, uh, we couldn't get him. Uh, I was, I, I, I talked to his manager, and his manager was even more of a dick. And it's like, I demand to be paid X and X amount. I'm like, I'm not even paying Flix. I'm just bringing Flix on to promote Popflix, and he's just an asshole. Wait, I'm, like, not, I'm not getting paid? What? Ah, back to... <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, as always, you're joining us on the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's jump into the Double Barrel News. <laughs> X-Men. Dark Phoenix. Pushback. Again. After yeah. they just dropped the trailer, we, we reviewed the trailer last week. Then we saw the news, like, immediately after. What is your thoughts? You know, the trailer looked real nice, and... I when I first saw that it was coming out originally in February, I was so excited about you know we're gonna get an early year movie to look forward to, and then like even in the comments further down that just almost immediately after like no now it's June I'm just like so fuck us. <laughs> uh, my immediate thought was like something's either really terrible with this movie or they're hiding fucking something which i don't think they are because i think at this point they're gonna kill the fox universe like after this movie because remember new mutants was supposed to come out last year or two something ridiculous like that and uh automatically they're like oh new mutants is pushed back into like november of 2019 or something crazy like that so far out there where the movie i heard is done X-Men Dark Phoenix is done. So, and it was done before they even went back and did reshoots. And I know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was pissed. Yeah. Because she's like, what are we going back for? The movie's done. They're like, well, so maybe something's being hidden? You know, it's it's. I feel like it's more fear from the executive perspective of releasing an early year movie. Because, you know, last year we ended up with Black Panther. It did amazing. Most years, though, early year movies don't do that great. You know, you want the summer box office to make your movie bigger. Unless you're Black Panther. True. Yeah. But I'm saying, this Dark Phoenix movie doesn't look like Black Panther. <laughs> no, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's, it has the word dark in the name, but it ain't no Black Panther. Let's put that out there right now on Fudge Street, okay? <laughs> Let's get into some more, like, emotional, happy news. No, 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 I want to say happy, but Chris Evans. Mm-hmm has wrapped filming on Avengers 4, and it's been eight years? Yeah. Eight years as Cap. Eight years as Captain America, and he basically said goodbye. 
And that broke my heart a little because I, I like, especially when Robert Downey Jr. down the line goes and uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth goes and yep. this and that. It's going to be like, I cannot see anybody else playing those roles just because unlike a Batman, you can put anybody in the fucking suits. <laughs> and unlike a Superman, you can get whoever you want, you know, because they've made so many iterations of him. You know, we've been 10 years deep on these Marvel movies. Yeah. So... Well, that's, it's kind of funny that this is such a big emotional thing because I feel like it's social networking that has brought that to it. Cause, cause there's other people that have played characters just that long that when they stopped playing it, you didn't get as much of a big backlash from the community. Not backlash, but, you know, emotional feel. Cause Daniel Radcliffe playing mm-hmm. Harry Potter, he played that role for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. When he left, there wasn't a huge celebration of that. It was just, Yay, we get the final movie finally. I sat in the theater and I was like, oh, thank fucking God these movies are over. That's well, all I thought. <laughs> but no, with Chris Evans, like with, with how deeply these Marvel movies have touched everybody, it's become so ingrained in us. Like it's, it's funny because I'm sure most people might not remember he was the Human Torch. You know, they don't go, oh my gosh, the Human Torch is no more. It's Captain America, a person who like emotionally hit us. The, the thing for me that, like really draws me to Captain Chris Evans saying goodbye was I was never the biggest Captain America guy because he was a it was a Boy Scout you know that's easily like the equivalent to Superman you know to the extent of like I gotta do good and blah 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 but you had Chris Evans who's took the character and you basically saw the evolution all the way to Infinity War of this man. Being like, I'm serving my country. I want to fight Nazis. And then, you know, you as you go, he realized the government. Not the greatest thing in the not world. Not the greatest thing in the world. And you have a man torn because he's trying to uh, be be all he can be for his country. But then realizing he has to take the back roads. Yeah. To, to make sure that justice is still served. And that's why I, I, that's where I fell in love with Captain was through these movies. I've read a lot of Captain stuff from back in the day. Some stuff is cool, but with this was like, okay, we have, I have a character that I basically am growing up with. Mm-hmm. And now I have to say goodbye. Ugh, tears me up. Well, tears see, me it's, it's also one of the things that makes him such an emotionally strong character to a lot of us is that we also grew, have grown with Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, who is pretty much kind of the opposite of Captain America. They've kind of been two sides of the same coin the entire time, whereas Captain America slowly realized that, you know, he needed to do his own thing to save the world. Iron Man realized he needed to stop doing his own thing and help others to help save the world. So we've had, you know, 10 years of these Marvel movies starting with Iron Man and still going into Infinity War and, you know, next Infinity War movie coming out where these two opposites have just become the best of friends, even though they've switched sides. I just watched uh, Civil War again. Mm-hmm. My favorite part that just emotionally wrecks me to where my wife is like, quit being a bitch. <laughs> Is when <laughs> is when Tony turns the cap, and, you know. After Bucky, he finds out Bucky goes, "Did you know?" And he's just like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." No, and that's it's it's that scene they act it so well too. Oh, like man. it's something oh. something that we've never really given much credit to Marvel's universe about is not just like the selection of actors who look like their roles. It's they bring this emotional presence to the character that even the comic books haven't fully gotten away with. Like, 
they humanize them so much more. Yeah, and you know, in Infinity War, I, I rewatched that the other day too, and right when he took out the phone, choked me up a little. And once again, my wife's like, quit being a bitch, and jeez, you cry at everything now. God. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you know, wifey, how she's always just like, man, you're always crying. Yeah, I got more nuts than you. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. You do cry a lot, but you don't whine as much as my partner. So yeah, he's a, I don't know, that pop guy. I swear, liking everything. I know, and just being like, I love it. No, no, but it's also been, it's been amazing how well. Marvel Studios has handled a lot of this, too, mm-hmm. as far as the... Except James Gunn. Okay. Except also for the fact that they they fell into a pattern. But then the cool part was, unlike a lot of studios, they came out of the pattern. Mm-hmm. So... When we talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther changed the game forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's forever going to change the game. But um, on that note, Chris Evans... So long as Captain, when I see you in Avengers 4, I'm going to cry like a baby back bitch. So, and Phil's going to look at me and be like, motherfucker. <sighs> Holding me and coddling me on his little, on his chest. But let's get into something that's uh, been a hot topic now. Uh. And we're going to nerd off. <laughs> Especially about this subject, and you know, and to the listeners at home who listen to the podcast, you're not going to see this, but I'm going to look at the camera right now and just say, Mr. Affleck, make up your fucking mind. I love you as Batman, but Jesus fucking Christ, make a choice. You're like, I don't want to be Batman. I want to be Batman. I don't want to be Batman. Oh, fuck Batman. Oh, wait, drug and alcohol problems, which is not, but still, <laughs> make up your fucking mind. And you've heard him, he rehabbed for four days, you know, that sucks, you know, he's dealing with an issue and this and that, but I guess it gave him a little bit of a moment of clarity, it was like, I want to do Batman one more time. Yeah, and I mean, positive to that is at least he went to rehab and he wasn't trying to do Batman drunk. <laughs> I mean... I probably would appreciate that a little bit more. I don't think the directors would have, though. <laughs> like, look at this, fuck you up, Batman! Yeah, fuck you, Zack Snyder. Fucking Justice League, like that, you know? Fires his, fires his grappling hook into the uh, boom operator. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? shit? Give me that back. Give me that back. Fuck. <laughs> Alfred, uh, get the car. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but regardless, it is it is kind of becoming old news that Ben Affleck doesn't want to play Batman, then does want to play Batman, then doesn't want to play Batman. And the first time that happened... There was importance to it. We were like, wow, we just got this Batman that a lot of people thought was going to be crap. But then he came in and, oh my gosh, we actually enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the best part of BVS. And then you go, oh, well, now he doesn't want to play Batman. And you're like, ah, oh, damn, this sucks. And he's like, well, now he wants to play Batman again. Well, that's the one thing why I love BVS. Uh, it's more or less not the story, because the story is <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, except in the Ultimate Edition, but it was the aspect of this Batman, mm-hmm. and me and Phil's had this discussion, he's like, this motherfucker's mad. Yeah. He, he's pissed. He's, this is a worn, he's already been to war type of Batman, and I Jaded. guess, 
Yeah, and then you go to Justice League, and he's like, I didn't bring a sword. Uh, <laughs> I brought this Nightcrawler thing that's going to make no fucking sense oh, whatsoever. Something's definitely bleeding. Oh like, my god. Uh, <laughs> he, he turned into a joke after being this really stoic, kind of jaded hero, and just kind of ruined the character. And He had a fucking montage yeah. of working out. I yeah. looked. He had, like, he had his crossfit routine, and that was pretty badass. I slowed it down, too, because everyone knows I'll take Ben Affleck's dick in my mouth any fucking day of the week. So uh, <laughs> then when I saw him in the shower, yeah. I was like, oh. And my wife's like, there you go. You finally got some Ben Affleck ass. I was like, yes, that's all I want. <laughs> but, but with that, I think this kind of shows an overarching issue for the DCEU, where you have the same problem going on with Henry Cavell right now. Where these people don't want to keep playing these roles. And I don't know if it's because they're getting bad writing or what. But the the moment of clarity, I think, for Ben Affleck was that this might be one of the last times in his career he gets to play someone that's so iconic. I'm not saying he can't act. I'm just saying he's getting up in that age where this might be his last big role. And he doesn't want to lose it. I mean, unless they make a second Daredevil movie, which I would all be for. I am all for that. But... Like that, I, we both, our love for that movie, Daredevil, is, is, is so out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with that, you, I like that point of like, this is the last grand role. And you remember when the DC, uh, WB jumped the gun and they're like, here's the Batman movie directed by Ben, written by Ben. Mm-hmm. He won an Oscar for Argo. Look at his dick, you know, and then it's just like, well, Justice League did terrible. Well, uh, Here's Suicide Squad that really bombed in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Oh, BVS sucked for everybody. Yeah. Well, about those movies. Well, <laughs> well, and also like look at the look at the one of the Trinity that's not quitting so far as Gal Gadot, and you're just like, well, her movie did good. Like <laughs> it had a good direction. No offense to Mr. Schneider, but it had a different direction. It wasn't just a you know a dark and gritty whatever. It had feelings to it where you know. Man of Steel, Dark and Gritty, BBS, Dark and Gritty, Suicide Squad, Dark Gritty, um, half of uh, Justice League, Dark and Gritty. I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say Justice League was Dark and Gritty in uh, any aspect. I don't know that last that last scene. They just replaced the blacks with the reds. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> so I would call that dark, and I guess it would be less gritty. But still, it doesn't. They literally changed directors, and we don't know what the original director's ideas really were anymore. So. And I think, too, like, if we're going to backtrack, you know, it's going to be so weird seeing another Justice League movie with only half the Justice League that we got. And we got a whole new Batman and a whole new Superman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please make fun of that aspect. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to show up and be like, wow, you look different. Well, you know, something to that, something well, so stupid and subtle. But with comic books and comic book movies, they have that out where they can just be like, this is an alternate universe. Like, Doctor Strange in the MCU kind of gave that like openness to what could happen in, in Avengers 4. Mm. DC doesn't have that level yet. All they've had so far is the Flash travel back in time. And Which they never touch on again. They never touch on no, it. There's not even there's not even a scene where Bruce acknowledges that fact to Barry or even like thinks about it. Yeah, or even saying just like like, hey, you woke me up. Yeah. I was I was in a trance and I saw a bat and all of a sudden psh- yeah. She's the one! She's the one! And I'm like, we never get that back again. <laughs> well, and if they're not continuing anything, we get no payoff for that dream sequence either. So, like, what parts of BBS meant anything? BBS didn't mean shit. Exactly. That's, that's, and you know, 
As much as I bagged on Suicide Squad, it was really fucking cool seeing uh, Affleck there a little bit, and that, you know, Bruce sitting with Amanda Waller, mm-hmm. and that was like the only payoff for me in that whole movie, yeah, that- was that scene right there, and I know Phil's probably going to flip me out, because he's like, oh, fuck you, I like that Suicide Squad movie. So I mean, I didn't hate it as much as I've hated other movies before, I guess I could say that, but... It was just very unfocused. When I sit at the end of a movie and I'm like, that's it? That's what you gave me? Like, you know, it's like getting topped off and then she stops midway and she's like, I gotta go pee or or take a shit or something of that nature. And I'm like, well, that sucked. (laughs) You are now a wet noodle. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was almost there. Yeah. Fine, I'll put on Infinity War. Show me Thanos. (laughs) <laughs> that chin, though. No, that chin is epic. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, with with the MCU, though, saying that it's rushed and nothing really meant anything really covers a lot of the MCU, unfortunately. Well, I, I, I saw a quote of yours <laughs> with the Flash and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I all I got to say is they need to make a fucking decision. And uh, one one quick thing that uh, brought this as a nerd off was reason being Mr. Affleck wanted to do Batman one more time is because he saw Walking Phoenix as Joker. And I'm just like, that's a big fuck you to Jared Leto, who I still don't have no problem with that. Like the, the Suicide Squad movie and all that. We didn't get, I didn't get enough of him to be like, oh, he sucks or yeah. oh, he was awesome. There was just like, here's a pinch. That's it. All you get, and that's it. Yeah. See, with with the whole Joaquin Phoenix's Joker thing, might I get a little more and maybe cross the line here? I hope he doesn't die before the movie comes out. Because <laughs> of how old he is? Well, no. Because the thing that happened with Heath Ledger. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. You, you just. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I... <laughs> but no. He he seems to be acting almost exactly like what if that's what Heath he does, Ledger's... and he does like what he did, and I'm still there. You know where he like he's like I'm gonna be a rapper. Yeah. Remember he did that full blown documentary movie about how he was gonna be a rapper. Maybe he's gonna do this and be like, I overdosed. Mm-hmm. Then he's gonna shoot a documentary about how he played everybody yeah. so he could win an Oscar or something like that. Uh, but regardless, uh, but let's uh, talk about something we haven't talked about on the show in a while. Uh, we're gonna jump into ten minutes on Broadway. <laughs> Ten minutes on Broadway, uh, our our favorite subject uh, yeah. of wrestling that hasn't been on the fucking show in a while. <laughs> well, evidently, there haven't been many people talk about that recently. Uh, uh, Phil tries to keep as much as he can. Uh, Jimbo, doesn't you know, care. it's not that he doesn't care. He's one of those guys. Is like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You stroke off more to wrestling than any fucking buddy I know. Jeez, except for Ben Affleck. Oh Ben, shh. <laughs> oh Ben, I love you. Um, but. This is a, I would say, controversy of Saudi Arabia type thing with uh, offering $20 million to WWE to have The Rock be champion for because they go back the next year. And the reason I say controversy because I bring this up in that sense of my wife brought it up. The Saudi Arabia shows, it's cool. Big shows like the Greatest Royal Rumble. But in terms of where we're at now in 2018... Isn't it sort of disrespectful to your women roster because they're not allowed to perform at the show? 
the first greatest Royal Rumble, they got in trouble because remember they showed yep, they showed the little thing uh, on the Titantron on the Titantron, and they got fined and this and that. I'm like, it's but to me, it's about respecting another country's beliefs. You know, it's if if there was a show in the U.S., you wouldn't expect that, but there's a show in another country where they have those thoughts and beliefs. It's it is the visiting individuals sort of they should respect their choices and to that point yes it's kind of disrespectful that the wwe has done that but they also sort of seem to be trying to make it up with evolution with the full women's uh, pay-per-view which i heard is doing terrible in sales but that's which that's that makes me sad though you but know? they're trying it yeah i'm all for it i'm all i'm all for the women's division it's mm-hmm. i think it's on fire um, more than it has been in a long time the yep. fact that they dropped the word diva <laughs> I got, and that god awful belt. Oy, 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 vey. <sighs> but it's with the Saudi show though, they, this doesn't seem like it should be sort of canon to WWE's universe. That's, that's what I think to it is this is a show that you're doing as one of their pay per views. But with how they're building it and like the match card, the more you look at it, it goes, this is just kind of like dream booking, but dream booking 10 years ago. Well, that and, you know, with when these countries they go to, they there there's a certain stipulation to every country. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when they go there, they're like, oh, we want this, 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 and this. That's why we got, uh, what happened? A super... The Superstar Showdown? Yeah. Um, they, Undertaker and Triple H. And I feel like WWE's creative gets kind of in a pinch because they're trying to build storylines into that show too when they have Crown Jewel coming up which is going to be in Saudi Arabia then they have um what's the cuz what do we have so Super Showdown Crown Jewel um um we got Survivor Series coming up we got mm-hmm. we just had the you know I feel like TLC. the 12 the pay-per-view per month is going to suffer because of these shows yeah. for storyline wise just because it's like Okay, well, we built the, um, my goodness, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles did a uh, super show showdown. Did I say that right? Nope, you forgot the word star, but Damn. regardless. <laughs> Phil's gonna get me. Yep, Phil's gonna get me. At least you're not trying to say reboot. I know, right? So. Super shit showdown. I do feel reservation education. Yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> no, to, to the other point of this, though. Is The Rock, like handing him the title because another country wants him to have it. Mm-hmm. We talked about that they've been sort of building up Reigns versus The Rock for WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. And there's, we are in, you know, the middle or the start of October. There's been not even a hint of the fact that The Rock is showing up. And we're expected to believe in a six month period less than they're going to build to The Rock versus Roman Reigns in an important match. And rumor has it, this is what was starting. Um, the Rock wants to do a, a match, of course, at Mania. He's been hinting at another one. Um, and they're talking about Reigns versus Rock. And, and the first thing in my mind, because, you know, we, how much we loathe Mr. Roman Reigns. Um, I was like, he, we're giving another legend to be put the fuck over for Roman Reigns? Yep. How many people do you have to throw at Roman Reigns to where I'm just like, no one cares? No, and that's that's the thing, though, is if you put The Rock in like that match, 
if there's no build up to it and The Rock isn't in good ring shape, it's not going to be much better than the match versus The Undertaker in 33, where it was just a, it was a glorified squash match where Reigns just barely let The Undertaker get any offense in and everybody hated the match and hated the fact that that was the end. Then you end the match with um, Taker taking off everything, leaving the hat, and I'm like, Oh, well, at least he's saying goodbye at Mania, and then all of a sudden he's booked again for something else, and I'm like, what the fuck? Positive to the ladies in the crowd, though, if that match goes the same way with The Rock versus Reigns, maybe The Rock will leave his Speedo in the ring, and just walk out that way. We'll see a real Rock. (laughs) (laughs) The true skyscraper. But with with this whole setup, though, it really really bothers me that they're not giving any caring to the setup, because normally, the way that I've noticed it is, like, SummerSlam... Is sometimes the starting off point for what's going to happen at Mania. You have, you know, normally have the bad guys win, you know, the uh, heels win over at SummerSlam, go into Survivor Series, kind of have the match where the, the good guy's starting to get up or he forces the um, heel to face them. Then you go into um, Royal Rumble where finally those matches get set. And then you have Mania where we have, you know, we've gone through SummerSlam with no hinting of anybody. Look at how many matches we've had. I mean, how many pay-per-views we've had in this month. To last month, and we have not even touched on Survivor Series. Like, there's no build to Survivor Series, and I know that's Phil's favorite. Like, Phil loves Survivor Series, and there's no hints whatsoever for Survivor Series right now because it's just like we have the Super Show, um, <laughs> we have a uh, Crown Jewel, we got uh, Evolution. This Evolution coming up, we got all these pay per views stacked in these two months blocks where it's just like. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And as a writer for the WWE, I'd be like, uh, wait, I have to, wait, Well, what? speaking of that, remember a long time ago when, like, feuds could be set years in advance if they meant enough. Where, like, when the the Mega Powers broke up, and then the next year they faced each other at WrestleMania after a full year of feuding. Oh, yeah. And then you had, I mean, this wasn't the best of all full year kind of uh, setups, but you had Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania 28 after 27 where it was just like, this match is happening next year. Oh, as we all joke, the once in a lifetime, twice yeah. in a lifetime. And thrice? maybe thrice in a lifetime now <laughs> is what I'm, what I'm getting more and more worried about because... Who's going to be his opponent in the uh, second Saudi show? Yeah, and I don't know. I I feel like I think it's just a cluster right now for WWE. And, of course, it's all about money. At the end of the day, Vince is like, I see that paycheck. Give me that paycheck because I'm Vince McMahon, goddammit, and I like the money, you know. Which is why, I think that's why Roman Reigns is the champion to a point, is that he seems like a very sellable champion. Look at Roman Reigns. Look at those muscles. Look at that beard of his. But the, but the problem, (laughs) but the problem with it is, honestly, Vince McMahon could make a lot more money if he pushed a better star. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Well, and now that uh, Daniel Bryan is back, there's that. Yeah, so, I don't know, WWE... Just as bad as DC. <laughs> Figure your shit out. <laughs> Shameless plugs. The greatest segment on this show. Why? Because we talk about ourselves. Uh, we put ourselves over. <laughs> Even though we talk about other people's shit. Shameless plugs is ours, baby. Alright, but we're going to leave this off with the groundbreaking new show out of C Plus Studios. God has even said 
It's beautiful to his ears. Uh, I think Chuck Norris has said it puts the Chuck in Norris. I'm reading all these reviews. All of them just galore. Even Ben Affleck has even said, this is what brought me out of rehab. Popflix has saved my life because he listens to all three episodes? All three episodes. <laughs> so far, but it changed him as a man. And now he wants to be Batman because of what the good work you guys are doing. Which is funny because we haven't actually done a Batman episode yet. No, he didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, over at Popflix, though, we uh, we give a commentary on movies as we watch them. We're working towards kind of getting highlights set for those. Those are future to come. But me and Pops, he's uh, kind of a nostalgic bron- Nostalgic blinded sort of asshole. Sort of that nostalgic junkie. Yeah. Like he just can't take off the blind sometimes and just. And we've been watching, we we watch, you know, popular movies, movies that were popular. And I give pseudo cynical, I believe realistic perspectives on them. And he tries to defend that for the most part. Um, Can't say it is the greatest job in the world, but. Mm. He tries his best. From what I've listened to, you know, with Pop, and sometimes I'm just like, man, just shut the fuck up. Like, I'm on Flix's side on this type of thing. But I can understand Pop's thing because there's a lot of people with uh, with blinders on, mm-hmm. you know. And with that, I, I really have enjoyed, and uh, I know the crew has really enjoyed what you guys have been um, pushing out and stuff like that. And, right. you know, uh, it's it, it gets better. Like the first episode okay. was okay, second episode was uh, was a little bit more funny than the third episode. Oh my gosh! I like, mean, <laughs> our first episode of Superman Two, the Richard Donner cut. And there's only so much you can do with that, as far as even just talking. Well, it's a about pilot it. episode, you know. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 still paid off. But um, we so, we also have a um, a new one coming out in a few weeks. That'll be uh, myself with a couple of my friends. That's uh, Pop Flix, Flix and friends. So we're going to be touching on that one. Um, again, that's more a pilot episode, so be prepared for, you know, about the same. But we also, we have our, our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's on the C plus, uh, studios. Yes. C plus studios.com. <laughs> C plus studios.com. Just go there. You can find everything. Yeah. Yeah. We have our, our stuff there. Um, we do daily, um, we also have our, uh, Twitter. At Poplix One. Uh, but we do daily quotes um, from movies and kind of give a, a spin to them. So go there and find them. They're real fun. Yeah, they, they're, they're fun quotes. And definitely check out Poplix. There's no schedule. It just comes out when they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Phil Magana's book. And here's to the camera right there. Go to Amazon. <laughs> Dot com, and I'm actually going to look at it because I always fuck up and say probe. I don't know why, but poems and prose. I hope I got that right. All right. Amazon.com. Go there. Get his book. Philip Magania, the sexiest piece of chocolate out there dropping poetry. Mwah! I love you, Phil. And also, cplusstudios.com, brought to you by the most handsome beard of them all. No offense. Uh, Mr. Jimbo! He drops that shit like it's hot, like it's on a Sunday. Puts it on the pavement. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Jimbo! Just throw up your hands, you know! Mr. Jimbo! Mr. Jimbo! And Mr. Phil Magana! Who can't say reboot. Um, <laughs> says the person who can't say star. Shh. 
We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> and also, much love to Matthias that makes us look beautiful, mainly me. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's he's killing it with the YouTube videos. He's yeah. uh, he's also putting pop flicks on the YouTube page. Uh, there's a lot more content. Go to the YouTube page. Check out Matthias's work. He's killing it. Um, he's adding effects and adding more flair to the show and stuff like that. And yeah, cplusstudios.com where you can find all that. I know I have blown up all your fucking feeds. Looking at the camera right now. I'm really sorry. I'm a promoter. I just promote and I just blow up feeds. And if you're annoyed, you can fuck off. <laughs> okay? Because it's just what I'm doing. We're just trying to build this entity that is C Plus Studios. And also, to kind of just wrap this all up, Dwam. We announced it last week, October 31st on Halloween. Uh, if you're already subscribed to the show, it was, it's dropping like a podcast. It has a special intro and it has a special outro uh, that's really fun. My daughter's in the starting and it's uh, what's so funny about that, she's even in the intro of the song of the show. Mm -hmm. And you know the little monster. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's dropping. Um, so far, uh, the crew has heard it and they they like what they heard. They said it's even Grammy worthy. Um, I was even told that uh, it stands up against Eminem's Kamikaze. So go go check it out. And Eminem, yeah, I said that. I'm, I'm pointing the finger at the camera right now and telling you, Eminem, my album is gonna beat your album this year for a Grammy for the MTV Music Awards. Everything. And guess what? My album was free. There you go. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, head to cplusstudios.com. cplusstudios.com. And my good friend here, Alex. Uh, yep. Nice being on with you this time. Oh, yes. And uh, Phil will be back in the driver's seat with me, and I'm terrified because I've said a lot of things. I feel I've, I feel like you're going to have to reap what you sowed. Yeah. Uh, my, my head... So I got a headache, so I might call out the next week. You know, just <laughs> I've taken shots from the week before, taking more shots. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh tell Pop he's an asshole. We, I, I mean I do every time before we start. So. Yes, tell him he's he's too good for our show. <laughs> he's too good for our show. Yeah. But anything you like to leave? Um Ah, nothing I can think of this time. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, that is the end. That's that's it. Finito. We're done. Fin. Fuck. Jeez. And I know you've probably heard the tagline that we always put out there, right? When in doubt, fuck your couch. Can you do that with me? Sure. All right. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen. When, when in, in doubt, doubt, fuck your couch. couch. Ooh, baby. I'm down. Welcome everyone to the social band Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, reppin' C plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when and now, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social band Yeah